Hello and welcome to another episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host, Ben Niven. I'm Jacob Russo. And today we're going to be looking at the 1990 Captain America movie. Uh, this thought just occurred to me. This could technically be our Thanksgiving special. Because <laughs> as we record this... Thanksgiving the, is tomorrow. Yeah, as we record this, it is the day before Thanksgiving. And what better way to talk about Thanksgiving? Well, do you want to know what our actual... thank? If we're, if we're going by like the release that's closest to Thanksgiving, do you know what our Thanksgiving special is actually going to be? Last House on the Left? Yes. What's more American than fucking home invasions and Captain America? What's more American... <laughs> Than serial killers and fucking Captain America and uh, bad Italian accents. Uh, <laughs> hey, booby. But <laughs> that's honestly that's better than some of the shit that's in this film. Mm. Holy fuck, <laughs> man! Honestly, right. Oh, we'll get into it more in a bit. But before that, how you doing, Jacob? You all right? I've been fine. Yeah, I've been uh, still trudging along my yak as a journey. I haven't cut my pinky off yet, but I've been trudging. <laughs> Trudging along that so shit. So that just means you haven't fucked up. I'm doing good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm still, uh, you yeah. You still have all your digits. Yeah. That's I've, good for a Yakuza. Well, I've been playing Like a Dragon, and then, uh, you know, it's one of these franchises where I've just bought all the games, but then, you know, as soon as I bought the last one, a new one's come out, then there's another one coming out like a few months after that one. Yeah, they'll do uh, that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you yeah, know, apart from that, haven't been doing much. Just been fucking about with these games. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, how are you? Uh, I've been good. I've recently made uh, another couple of additions to the Blu-ray collection, one of which I know you'll approve of. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I managed to get myself a Twin Peaks box set. Ooh. The the one that includes the movie and the missing pieces. Mm. Uh, which, for those of you that aren't aware, is basically all of the cut scenes from the movie edited together into what they claim is a movie, but is actually just a 90-minute clip show. Yeah, there's some weird shit in there. (laughs) There's some weird shit in there. A a lot of shit that you look at it and you go, yeah, I get it. I understand why this was left. (laughs) I haven't watched Twin Peaks sober since like the first time I saw it, so I need to rewatch that at some point. (laughs) Twin Peaks, so I'm going to be starting watching that (laughs) when I have time. (laughs) Holy fuck. We'll we'll do a David Lynch series in like five years. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. It's, oh, fuck me. My life is a fucking nightmare right now, man. I've not stopped working for the past, like, I don't know, like, like three or four weeks, basically. Woo! It's, I mean, it's good because, you know, Christmas time, we bit extra money. Love that. But also, fuck me, I'm tired. I'm so fucking tired. And then I had to sit and watch this movie. But, yeah, it's just holy fuck try to watch this movie and stay awake <laughs> Jesus Christ can but, I can I just uh, say right now I fucking hate this movie yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's it's, <laughs> honestly me too like I, I can't I, no fuck this movie no, it's, we, it's so fucking bad this is this might be if, if it wasn't for my my pure white hot hatred of Memoirs of Invisible Man, then this would be threatening the top spot for worst film we've ever covered. Yeah. I even enjoyed watching Last House more than this. <laughs> I don't know if enjoyed is the right word, but yeah, like... Mm. 
well, least Last House is an interesting film, like historically and like what it done to horror and all that. And we talk about that more in the actual episode. But like, there's nothing to this film that is in any way like engaging when it comes to the to watching it. Some of the special effects early on are pretty cool, but Maybe. they never really get like by the end of the film, they all those special effects are fucked off, and yeah, we just get boring shit. Yeah, this movie's trash. Well, let's get into some fucking vitals for this movie, shall we? Yeah, fuck it. Try and breathe some life into this shit, why don't we? (laughs) Captain America, 1990. Woo! Depending on where you live, uh, this came out direct to video. Um, It came out over here in the cinemas. Yes. Um, I have no idea why. uh, Fun fact with regards to the vitals. Uh... Neither of us were able to find how much this movie made at the box office. Well, I know it made at least ten dollars because I remember uh, my my dad, who really likes comic book movies, uh, he is adamant that he went to see this in the cinemas. So we know in nineteen ninety. Yeah. Was he in Was he in the UK at that point? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's been in he's been in the UK since like early eighties, but uh. Oh, yeah, I'm forgetting with fucking... Yeah, no, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, this is Captain America, yeah. 1990s, directed. So he's... Wait, hold on, your, your dad saw this in cinemas? Apparently. Yeah. What was it? Did you ask him what his reaction was to it? No, his face said it all. Oh, right. Was it, <laughs> he giving you a thousand-yard stare. Yeah. Well, Holy fuck. <laughs> Just yeah. like, I saw that shit, man. You went to see Howard the Duck in the cinema as well, man, so... Oh, for fuck's sake. But yeah, Captain America, 1990, directed... By Albert Pune, who um, yes. is kind of like, uh, uh, well, I don't want to shit talk him too much because he just died recently. But uh, oh god, yeah. <laughs> but he's he's one of these guys that's kind of like he's going to hell for this movie. It's fine. Fuck him. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the problem. He had dementia, so he won't even remember why he's going to hell. So... <laughs> <laughs> but uh. <laughs> He's kind of seen as like a sort of Ed Wood of the 80s and 90s, you know? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. It's too, he's probably most known for doing three movies. Uh, this, obviously. Uh, he did Jean-Claude Van Damme's um, first starring movie, Cyborg, which actually isn't That's awful. That's alright. It's, it's, it's not awful. And he did a yeah. fantasy sort of movie called The Sword and the Sorcerer. Um, that is the most generic fucking title I've ever heard in my life. Hell yeah. But uh, this is also written by Stephen Tolkien. Tried to see if he's done anything else I've uh, recognised. Absolutely fuck all. Nope. Uh, Not a thing. And uh, obviously this is based on the comic series, you know, Captain America. And Jack by... Kirby has a writing credit in this movie. He does. Created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. But, uh... Yes. Alright, so yeah, as we said, we couldn't find any box office uh, information. But I did find the budget. Uh, what would you say the budget of this movie is? Fiverr. Uh, no, I'll, I'll make a serious guess. Uh like, I don't know, the costume would have cost a couple of quid to make. <laughs> the special effects, on, the special effects on Red Skull would cost a, a wee bit, decent amount of squibs. I don't know, like five million. Three. Ah. This movie costs more to make than Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Piss off. And where did the fuck did the effects go? Where the where did the where budget go? Where did that go? money go? Where did the budget go? I don't know. Uh, they. <laughs> For shooting on location in a country that no longer exists. Yeah, Yugoslavia. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so the IMDb score out of 10. Oh, like fucking 2. Like 
Well, no, it's actually higher than that, but it is the lowest we've done so far. Three, three point two out of ten. Three point two, okay. And uh, the Rotten Tomato scores, the critic score out of a hundred. I'll go similar twenty five. Twelve. No, wait, twelve. Fuck. Twelve. What do you think the audience score is? Twenty. Nineteen. Oh, close. Yeah. That's a clo- I think that's the closest I've got. Yeah, yeah. And when they released this movie in uh, the Philippines, for some reason, they didn't call it Captain America. They called it Blood Match. So, uh... Why? I don't know. I don't know. And uh, also, um, when they were promoting this movie, um, when they were promoting this movie, the, uh, they said that the fight choreography was done by Jean-Claude Van Damme. When in reality... Bullshit. Yeah, when in reality, Jean-Claude Van Damme had nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. He was nowhere. This <sighs> The only... Right, I will say this, right? <laughs> and I thought this was amusing. Go right? on. So when I was looking at the Rotten Tomato scores and all this, you know how it gives you like a list of what all the critics said about it, right? I could only find one positive review, right? Who is it from? I don't know. I can't... Well, I remember... I don't know who he is, but I remember his name. And like... Just like how in Eurovision... All the Eastern European countries vote for each other, right? The one positive review from this movie came from an Asian man. So they're sticking together. <laughs> Andrew NG, however you pronounce that surname. I don't I'm not gonna try because it will sound racist. So <laughs> Fair play, fair play. <laughs> I think it's Ong or something, but yeah, you know. I don't know. It's the only positive review from Andrew Ong. <laughs> And we're not going to give a positive review. Let's go into this. Oh, but before we do, though, right. it does bear uh, uh, referencing that this this film is the first on our like say the first step on our journey towards finally covering a canon movie. Something that we've yeah, both well. been looking forward to, because this is kind of like it has a lot of canon DNA for very good reason. I yeah. So this is produced by Menahem Golan, Golan, mm-hmm. Golan, Golan. I think. Um, yeah, he was like one of the one of the founding. Yeah, he was uh, one of guys. the founding guys of Canon, and yeah. uh, it was him and his nephew or something. Like that. And uh, they had a falling out in the late eighties, so he left Canon, and uh, he was he took up being the head of Twenty First Century Film Corporation, not Twenty First Century Fox. I wonder how many people got confused at that shit, but you know, more than. More than a few, I imagine. <laughs> I don't. I can't see a world where that was fucking accidental. Like that's. And Canon had the rights to uh, some Marvel movies at the time. I think they had the rights to Spider Man and. Yeah. I uh, can't remember what else. Um, so yeah, I think he took you know the rights to Captain America with him, and made this piece of shit. So uh, thanks for that. So yeah, kind of our first Canon film, kind of not. <laughs> Depends on how strict you're being. <laughs> Uh, it has a lot of canon DNA in there. There's a lot of the kind of hallmarks that you would see in those. It's movies. got half of the canon DNA. It's got the it's got the shite half of the canon DNA. Oh yeah, but it doesn't have the fun half. No. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh, fuck this movie, man. Shall we? Shall we dive in? Oh God, yeah, I suppose. So the film begins in uh, Porto Venere, Italy. Porto Veneri. Porto Veneri in 1936. Uh, we see a bunch of kids watching this wee boy playing piano from outside his window. We see this boy's family all gathered around the piano. It's quite a relaxing scene. We can even see some kind of like recording device 
on top of the piano. Then, the Nazis break in and ruin the full fucking show. Technically, if you want to get technical about it's it. It's not the Nazis, it's not. technically, this is Mussolini's fucking guys, isn't it? Yeah. What were they called? I don't know. <laughs> Italian fascists. You're, Ita- you're Italian, you should know. Yeah. It's your history. Yeah, yeah. You talk about, stri- you talk about stringing cunts up to lampposts whenever they piss you off, so why don't you just fucking... I don't know, fascists are fascists are fascists. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck what they're called, but you know. Aye, they're all but this guy anyway. does look like Mussolini, though. He does a little bit, yeah. <laughs> he does. It's like, holy fuck, he's I'd, back from the dead. <laughs> I didn't agree with you at first, but then I turned my screen upside down and I saw the resemblance. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> I saw the swelling from where they beat him across the head. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, these uh, the Italian fascists break it and, and kidnap the boy before executing his entire family. <laughs> Two minutes and 30 seconds into the movie and we've just witnessed a full-on war crime. Hell yeah. Whoever made, I get the feeling that Albert Pune watched The American Werewolf in London and was like, I like this dream sequence. I can do this dream sequence. <laughs> but with real people. <laughs> Instead of werewolf Nazis. <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, werewolf? What? Have you not seen An American Werewolf in London? No. Oh. Okay, well... I mean, I've seen the transformation scene. Like everyone has, everyone's seen the fucking transformation scene. But, uh, yeah. yeah, he has a dream, and there's werewolf Nazis in it. I need to watch that movie at some point. <laughs> there's really no context to it apart from that. I'm just... Oh, okay, right. So this is... <laughs> there's really no context. I know, I've, I know, I've, I know now everything that I well know once I've watched the movie. Basically, yes. Fan fucking tastic. <laughs> so uh, we then cut to Fortress Lorenzo, where the the uh, fascists who kidnapped the boy uh, are sh- showing off his latest experiment to his peers. So they're yeah. watching footage of a small white rat yeah, uh, just projected to, onto a wall. Just to hammer home that these are the bad guys, there's a big flag of a swastika hang down. The Italians wouldn't have had that. No, they wouldn't have. They no. would have just had the, the fucking... They, they probably would have had... No, they had that weird thing. It was like a, it was like a bunch of sticks and a couple of axes. You know, oh, so, yeah. uh, maybe they would have had Mussolini's face because, you know, he does have a very round... Kinda... He has a very flaggable face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very piss on face. He could piss oh, on yeah, that face. Yeah. Which is what they Many did. people did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> ah, Mussolini. Uh, Tried f- to ban pasta. <laughs> what the fucking idiot. Because he said it made the Italians fat and lazy. I mean, he was right, but, you know. <laughs> you can't say... Well, you can, because it was right, but it's not like <laughs> It's like trying to that's like trying to tell Scottish folk to you know not snort gear, but you know they're gonna. I thought it. that was gonna go a totally different direction. I thought you were gonna say like not drink or like not eat deep fried shit, but no, you just went you went straight for the fucking jugular. <laughs> you went, not even the jugular, you went straight for the nostrils, <laughs> fucking both. So they're watching footage of a small white rat that's projected onto the wall. Uh, this the lead prick then walks into the back of the room to reveal the same rat. It's fur and skin completely gone, leaving just muscle. And this thing looks pretty cool. Lo- it looks pretty cool. Also looks like it should have been the fucking Hellraiser movie. Cenerat. Yeah, like a Cenobite rat. The Cenerat. Cenerat, yeah. <laughs> uh, the subtitles tell us what he's saying is that it is now twice as strong and twice as intelligent. Somehow I doubt it. It didn't look that smart to me, I'll be honest with you. No. I, I wouldn't trust it to do my taxis. No. <laughs> I wouldn't trust a fascist rat to do my taxes. <laughs> Actually, we don't know if the rat is fascist. 
For all we know, the rat could just be. For all we know, for all we know, the the rat is fucking Antifa. That's how it's raging. Just sitting in there, just like I fucking hate all of this. Uh, the rat's just a fuck a lot of you. Maybe the rat's just a centrist. He's just like, yeah. He's just like, oh, I can see the good. I can see uh a... I can see the good and the bad. Ah, fuck a lot of you. <laughs> anyway, uh, the group then moved to another room where they prepared to subject the young kidnapped boy to the same process that turned the rat into the fucking Cenobite. Yeah, they put a weird gimp mask on him. They do! <laughs> a weird flesh-coloured gimp mask. It's like a kind of cowl. Mask. It's like a flesh cut. It's not even a gimp mask. It's like a cowl. It just covers his eyes and the top of his nose. Hmm. Looks like he's been going to those parties. It's like the fucking... Uh... What do you call it? Uh, fucking Dread Pirate Roberts mask for Princess Bride. Oh, we were going completely different ways. I was going to say an eyes-wide-shut party, but okay. Oh, fuck me! <laughs> I mean, they're in the same sort of environment. So. No! Yeah. I Ex- went for wonder... Extravagant r- opulence and... <laughs> I went for wonder and whimsy. You went for... What the fuck? Like, that's, <laughs> that's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the doctors screams in protestation. Uh, they try and take her away, but she escapes, and we hear the poor boy's screams echoing out from the fortress as the doctor crawls away. <laughs> None of that is from the movie. That is real Italian though. What what did you just say? Uh fucker and uh I just can't <laughs> I mean yeah fair. <laughs> we then cut to seven years later. A bunch of men at the White House discuss Project Rebirth. Uh Dr. Vasili, but who's the same doctor that we saw escape in the yeah, previous scene. Dr. Vaseline. They call her that at one point. They do, yeah. Pricks. <laughs> uh, claims to have perfected the the process that creates a super soldier. They never call it a serum. And this yeah. movie, this is important. This is kind of somewhat what important to know is that they make multiple changes to the backstory of Captain America in this movie. One of which is that it's not a super soldier serum. It's not like an injection or anything like that. It's just a random fucking like dose of radiation or some shit. We're never told what exactly is done to him. It just happens, which I mean, not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things. I just thought it was weird. Yeah, I mean, it's a comic book movie, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. science isn't real. And, yeah, so <laughs> they also claim that they have their first volunteer. Enter Steve Rogers from California in this version of the story. California, California, here we go. Do you know who's the drummer in that band, by the way? Yeah. Fucking Gideon from Scott Pilgrim. Piss off. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, what was his name? Fuck! <laughs> one of the couple, he's one of the couple, he's Talia Shire's yeah. kid. Um, Wait. Uh, um, I can't remember. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that for? I didn't know he was a coppola. Yeah, Talia Shire's kid. Yeah. Adrian from Rocky is Francis Ford Co- Coppola's sister. Let's fucking honor say them, man. They're Italian. They're they're Catholic, man. They don't fucking wrap that shit up. Yeah, they don't, no. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's sectarian. Although I'll tell you the, although I'll tell you the thing that really fucked me up was finding out that Nicolas Cage yeah, is yeah. is a coppola. Yeah. That fucked me right up, man. I didn't even find that out until I was going to see Renfield. How? It's like a well-known thing. I just didn't know. It just it never occurred to me until I was going to see Renfield and an interview of him came up where apparently he was like, like in preparation for the role, he was like, hey, you made a fucking Dracula movie. Uh, any tips, big man? Mm, well, 
Yeah, he's yeah. a couple. He's probably uh, he's probably the most successful one outside Francis. I mean, the, yeah. Y- yeah. There's what's her name? Um, the daughter uh, who did uh, Godfather Three. Yeah, she's she's a film director in her own right. She does some good shit. Oh yeah, she's done some great shit. What the fuck is her name though? I'm not a sexist piece of shit. I just can't remember names right now. Sophia. There Sophia we Coppola. go. I was gonna call her Sophie for a minute. I was like, that's not Italian enough. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what the worst part is? I done the same thing and just took a fucking guess. I went, that doesn't sound Italian enough. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, she did Lost in Translation and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. She does some good stuff. Great director. Bling Ring's a piece of shit though, but she does some good stuff. That's eh, okay. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, so we then see Steve talking to his mother in the yeah, kitchen. Right, right. Here's this, something, right? I this did not know that was his mum until he said, Hi, mum. Me neither. Me neither. They look the same age. They look the same fucking age, and he's giving her fuck me eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not he was okay. Giving, yeah, he was giving her fuck me eyes, right? And I was just thinking, like, did we just witness something we, did we did we just come in after something we shouldn't have seen right yeah you see when he says oh mom he's saying that like she's just told him that she's pregnant with his kid yeah <laughs> this whole scene is so fucked steve rogers fucks his ma <laughs> he has a motherfucker Ugh. Ah! <laughs> this is actually a recurring thing in some canon movies for some i don't what, know incest yes i don't know who it was in canon but somebody in the canon film corporation had a thing for family members uh i don't know fucking canon <laughs> I, and this is this is also a point that i feel they need to put could they not have cast a little guy to play steve pre like not pre-serum i'm gonna say pre-serum because that's what when i you know say a is. little guy do you mean like a skinny guy or a midget no, just someone that is, <laughs> just someone that isn't like clearly six foot fucking four. All like, right, so not Warwick Davis. <laughs> okay, maybe no, <laughs> especially no at this point when Warwick Davis was still a fucking kid. <laughs> oh, when did Willow come out? Eighty-eight, something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's two years after that. Yeah, and he was basically he was like a teenager in Willow. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that could they not have like at least. Like, done the, the Incredible Hulk treatment, you know, where they had fucking Lou Ferrigno be the fucking Hulk and then whoever the cunt that played David Banner was, I can't remember his name. But they could, could they not have done something like that? But At no. the very least, done a wee bit of forced perspective to make him look smaller. But no. but no, he still looks like he could easily hit the fucking draft at the NFL. The cunt's like fucking... The cunt looks like a fucking, like, maybe second or third draft pick. Like, <laughs> Yeah, this cunt plays for the Patriots, mate. Aye. Uh, he's played by, <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, he's played by uh, Matt Salinger, who is uh, J.D. Salinger's son. Yeah, what the fuck is up with that as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy who wrote Catch on the Ride. You think, uh, how, how disappointed do you think he was that his fucking offspring made this piece of Wasn't shit? Wasn't Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Son, you're a phony. <laughs> A big fat phony. Fuck up, Dad. You only wrote one book. <laughs> Fuck you. JD Salinger's just sitting there being like, oh, everybody I've influenced are just assholes. Yeah. <laughs> just moody teenagers. <laughs> the only good thing to come from These that book. These wee pricks think they're smart. <laughs> the only good thing to come from that book was fucking. Uh, uh, John Lennon died. <laughs> <laughs> Although, no, I'll tell you one of the best things to come out of, uh, to come away from Catching the Rye is that South Park episode they did on it. I haven't seen that. I don't really. Oh, it's fucking quality, man. The best thing to come out of Catching the Rye was Bully. Bully's good. But, uh, wait, what? 
Bully's ba- took heavy inspiration from Catcher in the Rye, or at least Jimmy took a lot of inspiration. Holy fuck! Yeah, now that you mention it. But um, Bully, that was it wasn't called Bully over here until it got re-released for the Wii. Then it was called Bully. Canis edit, bruh. Yeah, dog eat dog. Which is I, I don't know if that's a better title. No, it's not. It's fucking horse shit. <laughs> I like <laughs> it. We Bully. Yeah. But uh, every cunt called it Bully anyway. I don't yeah. remember a single person being like, "Oh, did you ever play Canis Canamedit?" No, it was always called Bully. Give us a sequel, you cowards. But aye, so Steve wants to fuck his ma and he's built like a fucking quarterback. Steve has fucked his ma. His like, mum has some unresolved trauma from his dad dying in Guadalcanal, which we find out. So Wait, what? Yeah, when did we find that out? She gives him his medal. Before Holy he shit, yeah. yeah. Your dad died in Guadalcanal. That's why, you know, you look so much like your dad. So you feel like your dad too. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> No! <laughs> I will turn this fucking podcast around, I swear to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. So, anyway, yeah. Like, so, we then. And see, they're get, everyone's getting together to take a big, you know, one last photo of the whole gang together. And Steve realizes that one important uh, person is missing his sweetheart, Bernie. He then runs out with an incredibly exaggerated limp. Yeah, it changes leg each time the, as well. Yeah, he consists. I don't know whether <laughs> it changes leg or whether it's just like the shots are reversed for some fucking reason. Nah, he changes leg. This Does is, he actually just? Yeah, I don't think they had enough. I don't think uh, Albert Pune is uh, competent enough to change fucking angles. So yeah, no. So this is just purely him fucking it up. Probably. You shat the bed, Salinger. I mean, what the fuck else has Matt Salinger been in? His mum, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only other thing he did was the fucking commentary for the special edition of this movie, mate. I don't think he's done anything else. So, you know. Shit ton of Comic-Cons. I doubt it. Nah, nah. See, films like this, man, cunts make fucking bank going to Comic-Cons hey, Matt Salinger, you made a piece of shit. <laughs> Can, I get a Can you sign here? it? Yeah. <laughs> No, I thought, yeah. I thought we'd bank out of that shit. Fair play to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, we then get some cheesy as fuck music, and uh, Bernie gets approximately one line uh, to voice her concerns about Steve going, about Steve leaving. I'm gonna wait for you to And we're supposed to feel something. It does feel like there was an edit here, because the music changes really weird. Like, yeah, it's like, very abrupt. Like they fast forwarded a wee bit. But. Yeah. Uh, the scene then quickly fades to show Steve getting in a car and leaving his family. Dr. Vasselli. Uh, some more cheesy lines from Bernie, and Steve gets in the car with Dr. Vasselli. Dr. Vasselli. Cut immediately to one week later, outside of Rose's Cafe. Now, I will admit, this is a trope in sort of World War II movies that I fucking love. The, like, the shop front that's, like, secretly an entrance to, like, a lab or, like, a fucking strategy place or whatever, or, like, a war room. And there's like a gun under the counter. I fucking love that shit, man. I don't know why, I just love that shit. Yeah, it felt like they were doing a... Well, obviously this came after this, but... Where they're going into a cafe and then going downstairs to super secret shit. It felt yeah. to me like they were going to the switchboard from Slocum Joe's. Yeah. Uh, if you get that reference. <laughs> so, but no, I love that shit, man. When it's like the we all going behind the counter with a fucking like shotgun. Or a pistol in this case. Mm. Just didn't do her job. Quick V passcode. <laughs> yes, she did. 
I don't know. Vasily fucking get eat shit. Wait for it though. <laughs> Who's the one that shoots her? Yeah, the guy know. that's with the cunt that surprised the passcode. So yeah, they're like we've done in that. Anyway, we then get see that below the shop lies the room where Steve Rogers will become Captain America. Uh, we get this wonderful exchange. Uh, somebody asks, "Where did you get the, your guinea pig?" To which uh, the colonel turns around and says, "He happens to be the best damn candidate out of six hundred volunteers." Now I'm calling bullshit on that one. Aye, could you not find a volunteer without a limp? <laughs> not only that, <laughs> but like earlier in the fucking movie, when he's talking away, like let me see where. It, he said, yeah, they've perfected the super soldier serum and they already have their first volunteer. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. We already have their first volunteer and then it cuts to Steve. <laughs> well, maybe they didn't go out and look anymore. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> also get, that shows up. We also get this line. Is that he may not be Superman, but he'll be a living symbol of what this country stands for. This is the, sec- this is the third DC reference in as many movies. Ah, yeah, well, you got to reference the competition. <laughs> well, you don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, what are the guys in this? Um, the the guy with the mustache. Uh, the colonel. I don't know, fucking military man. But yeah, he's played by Michael Nuri, who is in this fucking beast of an underrated sci-fi movie uh, that we should cover, definitely. Uh-huh. Called uh, The Hidden. Um, Never heard of it. With Kyle MacLachlan. Holy fuck, it's good. Right, and it's one, cool. of these, it's one of these movies that everybody forgets exists, and then whenever anybody brings it up, like, oh shit, yeah. Oh yeah, that one, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh shit, yeah, that movie's great. So, yeah. So, the process begins, and we see Steve convulsing while the machine around him sparks up a storm, and we get a wide variety of sci-fi sound effects, which is Mostly from just, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you actually pointed this out to me when you came around, and today I didn't notice this, which, you know, is kind of, I feel kind of bad that I didn't notice it, of all people. But most of the sound effects used, if not all of the sound effects used for the machine, are ripped directly from Star Wars. We hear like the sound of lightsabers clashing. Yeah, we when hear, the sparks, when the uh, sparks stormtroopers are... blasters. Yeah, when we the, hear when... like all sorts of shit. Yeah, when the sparks go off, it's the lightsabers like smacking into each other, and you know, uh, when his muscles expand, <laughs> it's the blaster sound. Yeah, yeah it's the stormtrooper blaster specifically. But yeah, it's uh, nah, it's always weird when you hear shit from Star Wars and other things. Um, yeah, it's like wait a minute. Especially when it's not used in like a similar context. Yeah, when it's completely fucking different, <laughs> you're just like, that's that doesn't it? Those, those sounds don't fucking go with that thing. He's like, I don't know. Muscle sounded like lasers. I don't even know. Muscle sounded like anything. Ah, uh, fucking look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when we say his muscles expand, they don't really do much. It's just no, no. Like, he just kind of he just tenses. That's what he does. He just yeah, tenses up. Yeah, it's fucking. Uh... And another thing about this real scene, right? See, while this machine's going off and like sparks are flying everywhere and it's flashing and all that, Doctor Vasily's just fucking chilling in the machine, st- stood next to the cunt. Mm. How the fuck she know coming out of this affected? I know she wasn't injected or anything. Neither was he. Nah, nah. Because she's a... She's just stood next to him in the same machine. Because she's she not should... a purebred American. That's why. She's an Italian. And not just an Italian. A woman. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, uh... We need to start filming these, man. 
the fucking face you pulled yeah. <laughs> oh my you fuck you can't have Captain Italy being a short demure Italian woman who's just gonna chuck baguettes at folk mate <laughs> <laughs> an ex-fascist as well <laughs> and it's just instead of throwing a shield she throws a pizza it's not gonna happen <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh no right <clears throat> so uh, we see some close-ups of Steve's muscles expanding very fucking slightly. It's kind of similar to the Aye, to once, the TV show The Hulk, but much worse. Aye, once uh, once this experiment's over, he's got yeah. he's panting away, sweating. He looks like he just fucked his ma again. He's <laughs> he, <laughs> he's uh, but he smells like he fucked his ma as well. Oh fuck you, cub! Fuck you. So here we go, right? So everyone's shaking hands and congratulating each other on a job right. well done. Why are they congratulating each other? What the fuck did they do? I don't know. I gave her money it. to fund her. Yeah. <laughs> Not even my money, the government's money. Yeah. yeah. So the two people that we saw earlier walking in and go up, uh, it's introduced. The soldier introduces the other guy as Dr. Ehrlich. Oh, that should be a fucking giveaway. Yeah. Red flag. We have Black Cross on it. And uh, <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't go up to every German and be like, "Oh, you're a fascist," but in this case, you probably should have. In this War- era, <laughs> it's World War Two. <laughs> in this era, and in this context, it's a fair fucking shout. Like, mm, mm. so I'm just going to read my note here. It's, every now and then, I'll do this, but I'll just I'll be typing notes, and something will happen, and I'll just inevitably end up writing exactly what I was thinking at the time. So I'm just gonna read. I'm sorry. Fucking what? Uh, <laughs> shakes Doctor Vasselli's hand. And no, then... he doesn't. He goes out for the handshake. It goes for the. Hold on. I'm gonna read. Right. So the guy hits her with a fake out handshake into a Nazi salute, screams "Heil Hitler," and then shoots her in the fucking chest. I mean, if you're going to do it, that's the way you do it, I suppose. Here's, him, here's the best bit, though. This this doesn't happen like quickly, right? He's like. Dodges the handshake, hits the salute, waits for a beat, says Heil Hitler, <laughs> waits for a beat, shoots her in the chest. The full time, all the extras in the background are just looking at him like he's just made like a slightly, like he's just made a get back in the kitchen joke. Like it's that same fucking look of, did he just fucking say that? Like, he- I mean, there was the American Nazi party before. World War Two, they were probably there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but nobody but ever, like, but nobody no one... ever expects surprise fascism. I get it. Nobody but... <laughs> expects the... <laughs> surprise fascismo. <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> but no, no one fuck like no one moves until the shot is fired, and like all of the looks in the back would be best described as like mild shock uh, among everyone. Wow, one of us is racist. Who'd have thought? Who'd, yeah, who'd have thought? I mean, but. Who'd have thought someone working for the American government would be racist? <laughs> oh, the banter. Anyways. Uh, no one moves until the shot is fired and Dr. Vasily is on the fucking ground. Steve breaks out of his bonds and takes two gunshots to the body like it's fuck all before punching the Nazi into some electrical equipment. He gets shocked to death and dies. Yeah, he takes two shots here, but then like later on he can't even fucking function after getting shot in the arm. He's shit. Yeah, <laughs> he then holds Doctor Vasily in his arms while she dies, and I the film acts like we're supposed to feel sad for her. I die. She's had like five lines, has done fuck all other than scream in Italian 
about a boy. I screams at one not subtitled in the, in the version of the movie I had. I don't know about you. No, so the subtitles in this movie are weird. They come up sometimes. They're very sporadic. <laughs> All she does, yeah, is scream, get shot, just, and fucking marinate. It's her own just regular. scream, make. It's, <laughs> it's a fucking robot chicken reference. What the fuck? He's marinating his own regular. He's on the blood. He's <laughs> on <laughs> You'll never take me alive, you mother. <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> Yeah, she dies. Yeah, like, we, like, we've spent approximately fuck all time with this character, and truth be told, I couldn't give less of a shit about her if I tried. It's also revealed that she's a fucking idiot because, like, uh, oh yeah, she do- it's revealed that she claims no, but she claims that she didn't take any notes whatsoever with regards to this uh, this experiment or any experiments prior. Kept it all in her head, right, for safety purposes, right. But then a major plot point of the movie, and like the. Like the second half of the second act is finding her diary. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> now they, they actually make a point to say as well as like she didn't tell us anything about her plans except for how to make your costume and shield. And it's like no, uh, no. Here's the thing. No, she made them as well. Yeah, that's why I said. And no, and she didn't tell them how to make it. No, no. The guy says the guy does say like that's the only part of the plans that they knew. Was how to make the costume and the shield, and then like so uh, he says, "You're the only one of you there's ever gonna be." Yeah. So then, uh, oh yeah, and they say that the costume's fireproof. We never see that getting used. They can't afford fire. What are you talking about? Yeah, but it's like it's like you know Chekhov's gun never going off. It's just unsatisfying. Chekhov's blue balls. Yeah. Yeah. Chekhov's but, uh, blue suit. <laughs> but uh, like you know, he's, and he says it says that she really liked the red, white, and blue. Oh, it's, it reminded me of that. Reminded me of that bit from Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> like, which bit? <laughs> the, um, which fucking bit? One of the superior officers is sitting there. and He's like, "And sa- how much of this can I repeat?" Uh, <laughs> Not much. And sa- okay, I'll say Vietnamese instead. Then inside, inside every Vietnamese is an American trying to get out. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, inside every Italian, there's a. There's a... a <laughs> I would say to be Italian, there's a fascist trying to get out. Well, in her case, a patriot American trying to get out, so... Yeah. Oh, well. So, we then cut to the hospital where the colonel talks to an unnamed doctor, telling him that they need Steve to stop the Nazis from launching an experimental rocket that's going to be ready to fire within five days. Steve hears this and instantly gets up at the hospital and asks where the launch site is. It's in this next scene we get our first hint at the Captain America I don't know, costume. Steve. Where would the fucking German rocket be, Steve? It's in Germany, Steve, you no. fucking idiot. <laughs> I know. It isn't. It launches from Italy. <sighs> Italy? They, they give too much faith in the Italians during World War II. I, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but the Italians were fucking shite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were dog dung. <laughs> that's, why, that's why they managed to, you know, repair their image so easily, because nobody could take them seriously. Yeah. No one took them seriously as a threat in the first place, so they come around the corner and just like, hey, we've still got good food, and we're like, ah, fuck it, you're fine. When- <laughs> ah, you silly bastard, come sit down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll forgive the fascism so long as you still give us Fusely. That's all good, come on down. It's not even the best past. I could have picked better, but I wanted to go for alliteration, so... Uh, if you let us leave, we'll give you a cannoli. Oh, hey. <laughs> now you're talking, Federico. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Federico. <laughs> uh, let's go, boys. 
Oh, for fuck's sake. Take me to America. I want to live in Brooklyn. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know, Federico. There's too many of you. So... <laughs> Uh, We're gonna put you in Florida. No! Tell you what, we'll make you honorary whites. Let's go. <laughs> hey! <laughs> so, it's. <laughs> fuck me. It's in this next scene that we get our first hint of the Captain America costume as Steve sits in the back of a plane ready to drop into enemy territory. Yeah, it looks fucking shite. This cow looks dumb as sh- Fuck, man. Like, this. Like. There's, like, nowhere near as. But the cow looks stupid, right? But it doesn't look anywhere near as stupid as the fucking rubber ears that are like stapled to the side of the f- of the cunt's head. What in the name of fuck were they thinking with this? I did man? actually look this up. I was like, why are they rubber ears? Yeah, there? why? Did, did did you find out why? <laughs> yeah, apparently they did cut ear holes, but because it was made from like proper firm rubber and shit, it would just chafe his ears. So they just put like little fucking things on them. Oh, no, okay, you know what? If it was done for the safety of the actor, then yeah, fine. Fuck it. I don't care if it looks no, shit. No, no. It wasn't right. really, wasn't really safety. It was just discomfort. <laughs> but, you know. Ah, well, fuck him. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, at least it was better than the... Um, I say better. Slightly better than the 70s TV Captain America movies where they did... Oh, where he's just, where he's just fully just evil can evil. Nah, he's just wearing a fucking... Just wearing a big helmet, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fuck those as well, man. So, yeah, the colonel drops some quick expository dialogue laying out their battle plan, uh, asking Cap how he's getting on with his shield and how he feels about the new fireproof uniform that Dr. Vasily made for him. He replies, she doesn't know much, she didn't know much about camouflage. No, but she really loved red, white, and blue. Alright. <laughs> cool. I want to just make a point, right? And it's something that's annoyed me for years, right? Mm-hmm. I understand that there are three colours to the American flag, those being red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many fucking countries have that in their flag? You know, there's only one country that doesn't have any variation of red, white, or blue in their flag. Which one? Jamaica. Right. Okay. Go on yourself, Jamaica. <laughs> but, like, the way they always say it, it's like, oh, the red, white, and blue. It's like... I've heard that I in the French stadiums <laughs> referred to. I was like, oh, the French guy. Like, you know, what the fuck? Oh, the Union flag guy, that one. Yeah, I actually yeah. don't actually fuck that flag. But yeah. The Union Jack, <laughs> Technically, it's only the Union Jack when it's flown at sea. I don't give a fuck, is what? <laughs> I don't give a shit what about, about technicalities, mate. It's a fucking Union Jack. <laughs> but, uh,. We also learn that Dr. Vasily never wrote down the details from the super soldier procedure or how idiot. she made the shield and suit. She thought it was safer that way. We thought we found the, the ingredients of the serum. Turns out it was just how to make really good pasta sauce. <laughs> you gotta dice the onions just a little bit. Apparently. Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you gotta cut the garlic so fine that it melts into the... <laughs> That's actually impossible. All you do is just burn shit out of the garlic. Uh, Cap jumps from the plate. Aiden slowly discards his jumpsuit. We now get a much better look at the cowl, and it's even worse than I fucking thought. There's a big fuck off A on his forehead, uh, rubber wings that protrude from his temples, and the ears somehow look even fucking worse than they did before. Captain America's always look kind of stupid, though. I mean, yeah, but like at the very least, there's like, like the there is there's only one version of the costume that I really fucking like, mm. and it's the version in the first Avenger. 
where it actually looks like it still has that obviously the red white and blue in it but it looks somewhat tactical like you can tell it's like kevlar and he's got like the pouches for like fucking ammunition and whatnot in it and like the helmets actually looks like a fucking helmet Mm. like that look to me is like that's probably the best captain america look although i will say it's tied very closely with the stealth suit from winter soldier that shit looked fucking cool don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, uh, nah, I only saw that movie stupid. once. I don't remember shit. So, you know. Uh, it's pretty good. Bucky, oh, my friend's not dead, Bucky. Oh, we're going to make this whole thing a mystery about who's killing all these people, but we're going to review it in the first 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> Watching that movie and subsequently Civil War, knowing what Bucky is here in the UK. It's fucking hilarious. Because see if you just see if you just imagine Captain America is just a big fucking alky. <laughs> he's just talking about where's Bucky. Just kind of, he's just uh, constantly searching for Buckfast tonic wine. Where's Bucky? <laughs> there's like there's a line as well, and I think it's Winter Soldier. It's either Winter Soldier or Civil War. I can't remember. He literally says, "Even when I had nothing, I had nothing else. I had Bucky." <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, "Fucking been there, bro." Fucking <laughs> just like all the homeless people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> nah, they drink Eldorado. <laughs> Don't fucking diss Eldorado, big man. There's another one, it's called like Thistle or something, I can't remember. Thistle do. (sighs) They're all dead. Uh, White lightning, (laughs) big man. White lightning, that's what you want. Frosty Jacks. Oh, Frosty Jacks, man. Apple cider that's never seen an apple in its fucking life. Beautiful. If you drink enough of it, it counts as half of one of your five a day. Now they prescribe it in Canada when you say you want it. For like the assisted suicide. <laughs> <laughs> just like tan a two litre of that. No. You'll be fucking gone in no time. Ugh. Oh god. So we cut to the launch site where we get our first proper look at Red Skull and the first look at him is fucking terrifying. I don't even know what this accent he is. He looks so fucking good. But we then cut back to Steve who's now using a truck as cover and making his way past out of defences into the launch site with the help of a few explosions, some slow motion punches and shield strikes. I do like uh, the knocks down a guard tower though. That is pretty cool, yeah. Ah, uh, well, I say pretty cool. It is not pretty cool. It looks like shit, but I like the fact that he thought, let's try it. Hey, <laughs> 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 hey, hey, Hydra, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> let's try that. Oh, if you look closely, you can see the dummy in there falling, but you know, it's... Yeah. <sighs> So we then get a we then get a more, another a less close up shot of Red Skull, and I immediately take back everything I said about his his makeup. What the fuck happened? I don't think like, it's, the I first don't... look at his makeup looks fucking dynamite. He's like got this kind of sheen to him where you can really see like the lines and the musculature. His eyes are all like kind of milky he's white, a, he's and he's like less, all fucked up. He's a less moist Frank from Hellraiser. Yeah, <laughs> but then you get him in like the wide shots. And I don't know what they've done. I don't know if they just ran out of fucking Vaseline or whatever, right? But the the shine is gone, right? Mm. And he looks like a Power Rangers villain. Yeah. It's also <laughs> further ruined by the fact that he speaks. Yeah, what the fuck is this accent, by the way? I don't fucking know. It's My an, brother. It's an American guy attempting Italian. He's trying to sound like an evil Mario. So, Wario... Nah, Wario just sounds like a fat cunt, but you know. Uh. <laughs> True. But yeah, he's, no, he sounds more like Waluigi than anything else. Ah, my brain. <laughs> so ah. Steve throws his shield at Red Skull, who catches it and just spikes it into the ground. We then get 
the funniest line in the whole fucking movie. Right. Red Skull's chart where like Steve is charging towards Red Skull and he says, Oh, I an fuck your mother. Oh, no. <laughs> an American, just us when I'm needing help with my English lessons. <laughs> Mm. That is exactly how he says it, by the way. Mm. Oh yeah, and then in, like uh, yeah, because after he ties him up, he's like, eh, "Well, you're out. I had some English lessons I learned." Yeah, it's like fuck off. So we get a short fight. Red Skull manages to inject Cap with some kind of drug, which knocks him out. We then cut to Cap strapped to what looks like a V two rocket. It's right? not a V two. This this is an actual thing. Um, is it cut. not? Is it a V one? No. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I can't remember what it was called, but it wasn't a V two. V two wouldn't be able to reach New York or Washington. Um, there was they were developing a missile that could potentially a much longer reach range America. missile, right? Okay. Uh, they were also potentially developing a, a fucking st- a bomber that would fly over to America as well. Though I say developing, they they, they had blueprints. <laughs> they didn't really. Depending on who you ask, <laughs> they didn't get past that stage. Uh depending yeah. on who you ask, but you know, then we're getting to like Wolfenstein territory with that shit. So yeah, you know. Uh, I do have a quick question with regards to him getting knocked out. How long was this motherfucker out for, right? Because I say he's strapped to the rocket, right? He's no strapped in with, like, rope or, like, fucking belts or whatever, right? Mm. He's got a big fuck-off bit of steel, which has been branded with, like, the fucking SS bud <laughs> and gold on the front. Yeah, it looks like something out of fucking Warhammer. It's not an SS bird. The Germans still use it. It's fine. I don't give a fuck. It's got the Nazi symbol on it, so it's the fucking SS bird to me, right? And if you look at the sides of it, it's been fucking bolted in <laughs> to the rocket. It's not even like it's been welded or nothing. It's just fucking proper, like fucking... Where is How high? long was this motherfucker out for? Hey, where is Luigi and Giuseppe? We need to uh, bolt him in, boys. It's fucking brutal. But anyway, he then... We then get another fucking phenomenal bit of dialogue from the Red Skull. Just, you are the perfect symbol of America, my brother. Weak and self-piteous. You have even failed to teach me English. <laughs> yeah, fucking... That, I'll admit, that did get a wee laugh at me. That was like, okay, fucking, that's, you know what, I'll, I like that. It's kind I of like, like that. The, it's kind of like the reverse of the line from Snatch. It's like, I thought this country spawned the fucking language, but none of you speak it. <laughs> but, uh... Fucking love Snatch. It's fine. <laughs> the countdown. Anyway, the countdown begins, and Cap grabs Red Skull and demands that they stop the launch, or he'll take the skull with him. But it's too late to stop it. Red Skull instead chops his own hand off to save himself before the rocket launches, with Captain America in tow. So stupid. Cut to the White House. <laughs> the streets are silent. What the right, right? What the fuck is this kid getting on at? Right? I don't know. I, I, like I, I have a suspicion. I have this fuck to be in Washington yeah, D.C. I have a suspicion. Well, Go what on. do you mean? Wait, why aren't you in bed? What do you mean sleep? I'm in Washington D.C. I mean, I know there's a ton of beast politicians there, but they're not after him. <laughs> so this kid is fucking hyped to be in D.C. We're in Washington uh, D.C., Mom. Yeah. He even sneaks out of his house to go and take pictures of the White House just in time to see Captain America hurtling towards it attached to the rocket. Right? The kid then manages to get a photo of Captain, right, as he's coming in. This is a really low-flying rocket this is the, well. Yeah. He's going to get burned by that fucking thing. Oh, yeah. And then Cap somehow manages to kick the rocket off course. 
causing it to crash somewhere in Alaska where Steve gets Walt Disney'd. Right? That's... To be fair, Alaska's fucking huge. Yeah. Understandable. Mm. But being able to kick a rocket off... Not even if... He's still attached to the fucking thing, so he's just backheeling the cunt. Like... (laughs) And also, he's when like, they dig him out of the ice, yeah, he's, like, he's, he's, he's he no longer it. attached to the rocket. Yeah, he's kicking that rocket like he's trying to make a horse turn, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and also, when they dig him out of the ice later, it's just him. Where the fuck did the rocket go? Oh, you know, do you know how many fucking mm. nuclear bombs America loses? Fucking tons. One yeah. got lost in the swamp. Megatons. One, uh, got, uh, one got lost in a swamp somewhere, you know, down in the bay. Florida? I don't know. Oh, bio, right. I don't know. The South has tons of swamps. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, it got lost down there somewhere. I thought they were going to do something with this. You know, he gets he gets taken out of the ice by the West German research team or whatever. I thought they were going to do something. He was like, what Oh, no, no. Before that, we cut to Springfield, Ohio, and we see this same young kid talking to his pal, Sam, telling him what he just saw. Sam then goes through a list of who it could have been on the rocket. The list including the Submariner and the Human Torch. Yeah, because there was a because the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four is the second Human Torch. Yes, the original one was a guy in a suit. I think it was a robot actually. But oh yeah, no, it was a robot. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, but the kids, uh, the kids and uh, uh, Namor the Submariner's been about fucking hell since like the fifties. The thirties. But, uh, yeah. fuck off but the the kid the, the kid the, um, that's naming off all these different superheroes he is actually uh, he is played by Ned Beatty's kid who you know Ned Beatty plays that character as the adult yeah so he's being <laughs> so, like, yeah it works quite well. a wee bit of nepotism works well I wouldn't call this nepotism you're it's in Captain not. America yeah who gives a fuck yeah. <laughs> we, so we next get a series of newspaper headlines from the Springfield Examiner to indicate the passage of time uh, set to music that is supposed to be from each era but they shat the bed so hard on each of these errors. The, the 50s, 50s music works. sounds fine. The, the 60s, 60s music sounds like 70s dad rock. See, I, no, I thought the 60s one sounded like fucking Guns N' Roses. So that's like 80s music, right? The 70s yeah. one is a rip-off of Girls on Film by Duran Duran. Which the, came out in the 80s. Then the 80s one sounds like fucking 80s shite. And then... And in the 90s one, this film came out in 1990, so they were just guessing. Yeah. Like, they were just like... Fuck! What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What do we? Do? Let's just make a genetic pop song and hope for the best. I mean, they wouldn't have. They couldn't have figured out that Nine Inch Nails was going to be. Yeah, a they thing. couldn't. They couldn't have planned for Nirvana. <laughs> they couldn't have planned for that shit. Ah, uh, they just stick on fucking closer on that shit. It's just him. Uh, Cap- <laughs> just Captain America Captain singing America. closer. I wanna fuck you like an animal. Yeah, well, he's just looking at a picture of his mum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I want to feel you from the inside again. And again. Is that what the politicians sing and trying to find that people say, <laughs> People say you can never go home again. And Well, <laughs> if you're being trafficked, you can't. Oh. <laughs> But uh, um, Captain America supports human trafficking. Yeah, so then it was what was his name President Kimball. Yeah, so like all which of, is really so weird. Like all of the papers are like obsessed with the life of Thomas Kimball, right? But, but it's weird though, right? President Kimball, right? This is the kind of gave me a Fallout. No, isn't President isn't Fallout New Vegas President Kimball? I don't know. I don't. 
maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but, I'm sure it is. <laughs> but like, I don't really care about falling out of Vegas that much. Sue me, but you know, um, that's fucking sacrilege in some circles, mate. I know, I know, but you know, yeah, I don't really care. But uh, <laughs> now, President Kimball, right? So uh, there was a Mormon prophet called uh, something Kimball. I think it was a Thomas Kimball as well, actually. But whenever they said President Kimball, I just got Mormon flashbacks. I had a <laughs> my old panic moment. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Where am I? When am I? No. <laughs> when am I? <laughs> so the sequence ends at 1990 with Thomas Kimball being elected president and being played by Robocop antagonist and inductee of the New Mexico Hall of Fame, Ronnie Cox. Ronnie Cox. <laughs> I like Ronnie Cox. He's, uh, he's... I like Cox. Uh, <laughs> I like Ronnie Cox. He's, uh, he's it's just a, a, such an easy joke to make. Yeah, he, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's 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 mostly a villain. Oh he's yeah, usually, he's, he's usually a villain. He's the villain in RoboCop. He's the villain in Total Recall. Yeah, he is. He plays a menacing CEO guy in Deep Blue Sea when he, but he doesn't fucking speak he's in that movie. It, yeah, he doesn't speak in it. How the fuck you get Ronnie Cox but don't get him to do some like you know you just fucked with the wrong guy. Why you don't do that with him, I don't know. But in this movie, he's playing a good guy. And it really threw me off. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird seeing him be, like, sound. Like. Yeah. And this is the most unbelievable part of this movie. He's uh, trying to get... He's trying to lead the US into, uh, you know, uh, making climate... Into, yeah, making uh, sensible climate change uh, regulations. Yeah, as we... Yeah, what the... <laughs> like America would do that. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. We see the president experiencing some pushback to his environmental reform plan. By Billy Madison's dad. <laughs> yeah, who plays a general in, uh, in this movie. I, I didn't recognise him as Billy Madison's dad, though, at first. I recognised him as some guy in a couple of episodes of The X-Files. So that just says a lot about me, I suppose. But uh, you It know. says that you never stop watching the fucking X-Files. Because the X-Files is fucking good. It's, yeah. it, it speaks the truth. continue <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then cut to Fortress Lorenzo where we hear the Red Skull monologuing to a group of men ah, yes, he does, he'd never moved out of the fucking place we had that traumatic experience yeah, right? including the very same general we saw arguing with the president in the Oval Office this whole scene reminded me of do you remember there was a Simpsons episode where it was the Republican Conference of Springfield or the Republican oh yeah Springfield? it's like Mr. Burns and Rainer Wolfcastle and basically aye, all the other aye. Sort of evilish Springfield people. It reminded me of that. <laughs> He's fucking spot on for that. <laughs> but yeah, this is where it's revealed that the Red Skull organised the deaths of JFK. Yeah, yeah. They, so RFK they, hold and on Martin a second. Luther King. <laughs> so they discussed the possibility of assassination, which Red Skull, no longer calling himself Red Skull, but failing to introduce himself in this scene as anything else, turns down. He says, It took us two years to find Sherhan, three to find Oswald. <laughs> The King job alone cost us over $22 million. I like how they didn't say who killed who killed Martin Luther King. <laughs> I did think that was artfully dodged as well. Like, that was... Mm. Well, well played movie. But like, holy fuck! I like how they also don't claim Malcolm X. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, but yeah, this, that, this scene is dark as fuck. Yeah, so they killed JFK. MLK was killed by Nazis. Who'd have thought it? I mean, he kind of was. I mean, yeah. He was killed much. by JFK. They killed RFK. 
Martin Luther King, they may have killed John. Other case. They may have killed John Lennon. No way. Wait a fucking minute. They killed Kennedy, Kennedy, and King. And who the racists King? killed who King? the KKK. <laughs> and King was killed by a member of the KKK. <gasps> it's a conspiracy, troops. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Red Skull suggests that instead of killing Kimball, fucking another K! They we kill anybody them. named K. We kill anybody with K in their surname. The alliance against the K's. Fuck them. <laughs> what about the craze? Oh, Fuck no. them. <laughs> we killed them all. <laughs> oh no. Uh, Ronnie and Reggie Cray were a couple of fucking nonces anyway. Well, one uh, of them was, yeah. Well, one of them was certifiable. The other one just let it happen. That movie Legend's pretty good though. I watched that movie whilst tripping. It's a good movie, but I don't know. I can't take it seriously because how much it fucking glorifies them. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. It's just like the Goodfellas sort of thing. I don't really give a fuck. I know, but it's just it's a bit more close to home because it's you know it's well it's literally close to home. You know what I mean? I just want, I'm just one of these people. I know I I know that everybody says Tom Hardy is a really good actor. I struggle to take him seriously a lot, <laughs> especially when he puts on those fucking accents. You know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I watched. I watched. He was good in Bronson, though. He was good in Bronson. I watched Legends whilst tripping dick on LA, on acid at one point, right? And it was the weirdest fucking experience I've ever had in my life. I was watching that and um, Smoking Aces. Okay. I have no idea why I picked those two movies to watch. It's a surprisingly decent double bill, though. It was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Snatch, Smoking Aces, and Legend. It was a triple. So Red Skull suggests that instead of killing Kimball, they simply control him with a brain Im- with a brain implant that he himself has invented. We then cut back to Alaska. Two men from the West German Alaskan field station find Captain America buried in the ice. Yeah, they just reenact the the opening scenes from thing from the thing, except with less, you know, except with less blood and gore. Yeah, yeah, they do the prequel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cap then breaks out of the ice and leaves the research station, leaving no, no. the men working there in They awe. should have done something with this, right? Because he's on American soil. I know it's Alaska, but he's on American soil. But right? he sees that he's a West, he's in a West German research facility. But West Germany didn't exist during World War II, so he wouldn't know yeah. what that is, right? So they, all he sees is a bunch of fucking krauts, right? Speaking their kraut tongue, right? And he's just sitting there being like, what the fuck is this? He would have just started kicking fuck out everybody at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, there's another bit, late, uh, a little bit later on. We'll, where... we'll get to that, we'll get to that. So, we then cut to President Kimball, who compares a photo of the newspaper to the one he took as a kid, and they match almost perfectly. Wow. So, yeah, the photo that you took with a handheld camera in 19, what, like, 43... It would have been. I don't know. Did it say a date? It says seven years later, and it's after 1936, so... Yeah, 1943. Hmm. Who knows? Wait, what the fuck were the... What the fuck were the Nazis doing in Italy during 1936? <sighs> no, wait, not 1943. Hold on a second. Six, <laughs> seven, eight, nine, ten... An undisclosed 30. time. Yeah, 1943, yeah. An undisclosed time no, during World War II. No, it would have been 1943. He's got a handheld camera. Oh, who gives a shit it's, Albert. it's an Albert like, Pune movie nobody cares ah, he, he didn't care <laughs> they match almost perfectly and so he immediately calls his old pal Sam to tell him the news we then come back to Rome Red Skull now operating under the alias of Mr. DeSantis demands that he receives a schedule <laughs> whoa, for... wait whoa 
<laughs> How precedent is that? What? <laughs> Fucking DeSantis. Yeah, I know. The, the governor of, what is it, Florida? That wee cunt? Oh. <laughs> you can't call him a wee cunt, surely. No, you can, you can. It's been proven that he wears lifts in his shoes. Oh, for real? To make himself look taller. Because he's a wee short boy. Isn't he a fat cunt, though? Not really, no. He's just Italian. Oh, I'm thinking of the last he's guy. He's just Italian. We're all short. <laughs> <laughs> for like Stallone I don't even know how tall Stallone is but you know yeah that's quite tall he's 5'10 yeah that's Italian tall <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure yeah sure <laughs> he's a fucking giant in the room well, <laughs> no, I suppose yeah so we <laughs> hey, I'm going to give my oh my my nephew Ron DeSantis I want so, him to be governor of Florida he to get him get him to uh Hate the gays. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so, as I say, we cut back to Rome. Red Skull, who is now operating under the... What the fuck have I just done to my notes? My name is DeSantis. He's now operating under the alias of Mr. DeSantis, demands that he receives a schedule for President Kimball's visit to Italy. He then learns from a newspaper that his brother, as he calls him, is back. And he tasks his daughter with taking him out. We then see Captain America hiking through the wilderness of northern Canada while helicopters search the area. Yeah, he seems surprised that, he's, that Canada's a thing. I don't know why, because Canada's... Canada's been a thing. Yeah, Canada's existed since... They like, committed several war crimes. It wasn't war crimes, it was just genocide. <laughs> but yeah... Uh, <laughs> they Isn't that in itself a war crime? Genocide is a war, war crime, but not all genocides are war crimes. Yeah, I suppose. But they did commit <laughs> several war crimes during World War Two. The Canadians? Oh yeah. No, look up some of their tactics. It's fucked. <laughs> the know. Canadians are fucked up. Yeah, beware the nice ones, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, trust me, man. Look up that history. It is fucking grim. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Sam drives down a country road and is followed by the helicopters for a bit before they quickly overtake him. We then see Cap hiding amongst the trees while a bunch of goons on dirt bikes emerge from the chopper. Oh yeah, because uh, Red Skull has a... As a daughter assassin, assassin daughter. Yeah. Know. Which is weird. There's, there's daughter a DeSantis. It's a, it's a theme. The Punisher villain had a daughter assassin as well. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I guess that was just a thing in the late 80s, early 90s. Apparently so. We uh, need a hot daughter that's an assassin. Yeah. <laughs> Thus begins a very shaky chase scene through the woods, which is brought to an end when Cap takes out one of the riders with his shield and jumps into Sam's car as he pulls up just in time and saves Cap's life. Sam asks, who was that shooting at you? He replies, Nazis, who are you? <laughs> I'm just a guy. Uh... I'm just I'm just I'm just a guy. Sam drops some class A expositions about Red Skull and his movements since the war ended, filling Cap in on everything he needs to know. So this is Ned Beatty, by the way. Uh, yes. Ned Beatty. Uh, he was in Superman. He was, he was... Bill- Billy Madison's dad. No, he wasn't Billy Madison's dad. Oh, who was, was Billy Madison's dad? That was the dad. general. Oh yeah, that was the general. No, Ned Beatty is in a. He's in Superman. He's Otis. He's Lex Luthor's assistant guy. So Cap is suspicious at first, and his suspicions are seemingly confirmed when he sees that the that Sam is driving a Volkswagen. I'll admit this is actually quite a nice touch, as Volkswagen was created by the German Labour Front to create eight vehicles for the Nazis in 1937. So was Fanta. Fanta's Fanta was yeah, Fanta's a Nazi drink. Yeah, but he plays as a tape recorder from Japan. Yeah, it says made in Japan. Yeah, I thought he was gonna freak well. the fuck out. He's like, ah! maybe drop, I thought he was gonna freak out. Maybe drop a couple of slurs and just fucking. Like... I do think it's hilarious how Pearl Harbor has become a verb. Yeah, you you've been Pearl Harbored. Yeah, yeah it's used in wrestling a lot for like a sneak attack. 
Well, not not like on commentary, but like when they're discussing it, like oh, backstage. How or whatever. fucking funny is it? No, there's a story. That about... that story is so fucking good. All right, so uh, Sandman, ECW we'll, wrestler. We'll, we'll not tell it here. All you need to do is just look up Sandman Pearl Harbor, right? It is the funniest no, it be, shit. It's not him that tells it, though. It's, um, what's his name? Uh, no, but if you if you look that up, the story will come up. Yeah, if you... Yeah. So, yeah, look that up, and honestly, this, if you're into wrestling, look up that story. It's fucking the, hilarious. Try and find the interview where Bubba Ray Dudley talks about it, because he's the best oh. one at talking about it. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a great storyteller. <laughs> so, can't pass Sam to pull over the car, saying that he's feeling sick. And we get one of the most infamous scenes in this movie. His cap feigns illness, waits for Sam to come out and check on him, and then turns, runs, steals a car, fucks off. Yeah, that's his fucking superpower. That's his super uh, soldier his training. Super soldier in. training, stealing cars. Uh, Cap drives until the car runs out of fuel. He then dons a trench coat to cover up his uniform and starts walking to the beat of a discount Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah, but when he's wearing this fucking overcoat, you know, he doesn't look well because he's been fucking travelling for like days, right? Yeah. He doesn't look well. He's wearing this giant overcoat. He looks like a fucking flasher. He does, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he looks exactly like your stereotypical flasher. Uh, he eventually makes his way to a truck stop, but he sneaks inside the trailer and falls asleep, dreaming of Bernie. He then gets out of the truck in what looks like Miami. He runs through the streets, confused by the modern world. I actually don't know if these parts were filmed in America or if I it was, don't or if it was all filmed in Yugoslavia. I, I can't possibly. Uh, he eventually finds his way to his old home. He thinks he sees Bernie and attempts to hug her, kiss her. Honestly, I have no fucking clue what he was trying. The cunt just lunges at her. He just, yeah. Like, he just fully just goes, Bernie! And then, like, fucking attacks her, basically. So she decks him and uh, shouts after her mother. Some super soldier. Yeah. At which point, an aged Bernie emerges from the house. Uh, It's at this point I noticed the ADR in this movie is fucking atrocious. Oh, yeah. Like, the film looks... The film, at points, it feels like the film was shot in another language and then badly dubbed. That's how shit the ADR is at times. There's, like, a delay between, like, their mouths moving and what you actually fucking hear. So, what you find a lot... I mean, it happens all the time in film, but what you find with a lot of low-budget filmmaking is that sometimes they do need to go back and overdub things. Yeah, because there's um, been like, not whether it's been like noise in the background, a plane flying overhead, traffic, uh, it could be any number of reasons. Especially back in, you know, this sort of time period because, you know, microphones just weren't as good as they are now. Yeah, so, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, it still happens. Um, and it, it's difficult to do well. Like, I've had that? to do it a couple, I've had to do it a couple of times yeah. uh, in my life and it is, it never once has it been remotely easy. Have you seen that footage of, um, Hugh Jackman doing it for one of the X-Men movies. It's for Logan. He's, he, oh, he's well, doing like the yeah. screams like the, ah, yeah, he's rah, back and doing yeah, the ADR. He's, he's doing like the grunts and stuff. Yeah. And he's actually like fucking swinging and like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't do that. Mm. He might as well though. Uh, so we then see Steve is it, what? <laughs> do you know who was originally supposed to I'm, play? Fr- I'm friends with the head of Fox News? Uh, look it up there's secret there's rumours that I'm actually secretly gay but um have you (laughs) have you heard who was originally supposed to play uh uh Wolverine no fucking Danzig (laughs) I mean he fits the part he's built as fuck and he's like 5 foot 2 so you know he's (laughs) and then and then right Here's here's the here's the worst part, right? Go on. So Danzig eventually dropped out because he was, he wanted to concentrate on fucking music, right? Um, That's so, the worst part. Well, so they were going to be filming the first X Men movie. Hugh Jackman was the replacement, mm-hmm. right? 
because the guy that they originally uh, hired to play Wolverine was playing the villain in Mission Impossible 2, right? Which is a shit movie. And that film went over long, like, you know, uh, over schedule. Yeah, yeah. So he had to drop out of X-Men for Hugh Jackman to come in. And if that happened, I would probably... And if that guy had played Wolverine, I would probably remember his name. (laughs) And I don't. That is a tragedy. (laughs) So, you know, we get Hugh Jackman. Hmm. So we now see Steve sitting in Bernie's kitchen while she catches him up on everything that has happened in her life since the war ended. And she then reveals that she actually waited for Steve to come back for 16 years. She was desperate to get that fucking dick. She says... (laughs) I will am I, say, am is, I wrong? No. <laughs> Technically, you're not wrong. Uh, she says she wanted children and she didn't want... And it was getting to the point where it was almost too late. Yeah, she is kind of like a similar situation to fucking Rose and Jack from Titanic. Because she got married after that. But, you know, there's no pictures of them. Yeah. It's weird. I exist in but, my uh, memories. The two hug it out in what is actually a fairly heartfelt scene. Although it would be done several times better... Uh, in the MCU's Captain America series with uh, Winter Soldier when he meets up with Peggy in that movie. Uh, we then get back to the Red Skull and his daughter who has managed to place Sam under electronic surveillance. This isn't good enough for Red Skull who proceeds to reprimand his daughter for letting the Cap escape. Back to Sam who gathers his notes in the Captain America and Project Rebirth and discovers Bernie's address. Yeah, because he's a, he's a journalist, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah so. He informs the President of his findings inadvertently also wouldn't telling it, the Red Skull exactly be, where to find be, Captain America. Would it not be against the... Would it not be controversial, let's say, right, for a president to be best pals with a fucking journalist? Controversial, yes. Mm. But what would most likely happen is that that particular journalist just wouldn't write any stories about the presidency due to conflict of interest. You'd think it would that. Be fine for them, <laughs> it would be fine for them to be friends, provided that, given the conflict of interest, that person doesn't write any stories about them outside of maybe a biography. You'd think that, but, you know. Yeah, you'd think that, but it doesn't he's fucking probably, He's probably way. writing articles basically being like, you better vote for President Kimball, because if you don't vote for President Kimball... I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> you're but, basically uh, a pedophile. Wait a minute, where is that even coming to things? Because I said so. <laughs> Oh, Ned Beatty. So we then see Steve hiding out in Bernie's daughter Sharon's apartment. Meanwhile, Sam appears at Bernie's front door, begging her to tell him where Captain America is before he is shot in the back by Red Skull's assassins. Wait, 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 wait. They hold Bernie at gunpoint and interrogate her. Back at at the apartment, Steve gets caught up on everything that's happened post-World War II through the medium of VCR tapes checked out from the library. VHS tapes. VCRs are VHS tapes. Sorry, yeah, yes. VCRs VHS is what you play them on. Yeah, I know. But no, it's fucking hilarious because because uh, <laughs> Martin Luther King comes up on the screen because he's giving a speech or whatever. He's watching one of his speeches, and yeah. the way that <laughs> the way that fucking Steve just kind of looks up surprised on the TV is like he's never seen a black person on TV before, which is prob- <laughs> which is probably true. It's like, whoa, they let them on TV now. Whoa. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Chances are he's never seen a TV before if he grew up poor. Yeah, TV in the forties. Yeah, but it was like an exclusive thing if you had like a lot of money. He's probably never seen a black person. Probably <laughs> segregation and all that. You know? Yeah, but you know he doesn't. You know, at least he's, then uh... the phone rings and then we cut to later that night. Sharon and Steve pull up outside Bern outside Bernie's house. We learn that Bernie has been killed by the assassins. 
And Sharon's father is in the hospital. I feel so bad for this guy, right? He's got, he's been given such a fucking raw deal, man. Yeah, his 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 wife's ex boyfriend comes back and he still looks like he's. And he fucking still looks like he was. He did right? when he was in his twenties. Yeah. Ah, uh, you could probably fuck like he's still in his twenties, you know. So he's thinking, oh shit, you know, my wife's gonna. That's go. me. That's yeah, me. Yeah, that's the me done. Then he gets fucking shot. His wife dies, and then his daughter just abandons him to go fuck off to Italy with fucking Captain America for a while. Yeah. And while he's recovering in hospital with no visitors when he wakes up, that guy's. I wouldn't be. I feel bad. I wouldn't be surprised if he was the villain in the sequel. Yeah, he turns to fascism in the sequel. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. Captain America took my wife and my daughter from me. Red Skull was right. You are an evil bastard. Yeah. <laughs> he looks familiar as well, but I couldn't. Um, yeah, I couldn't find anything that he was in. He's probably just one of these guys. It's yeah. Just sick mustache. So Sharon turns on the TV for her father to make him more comfortable, but the program is interrupted by a breaking news bulletin. The president, president has been kidnapped. I just turns on the prices right for him. Yeah. The fuck watches. That'd be like if I was in a hospital. And I thought it was Wheel of Fortune at first. I mean, to be fair, when I was ill off school and, uh, you know, I turn on the TV and Jeremy Kyle would be on, uh, my day was 10 times better. So. True. <laughs> so Steve and Sharon go looking for Dr. Vasily's diary, uh, ending up at, an old, at the old diner which had the entrance to the lab. Steve barges into the ladies' room, <laughs> scaring yep. the shit out of everyone. And begins knocking on the walls trying to find the hollow point where the door used to be. Something like that happened to me once. I was in... What is, what is that bar called? Stereo. It was in Stereo, right? Right, yeah, I know where you're at. And uh, the toilets there, they had those fucking stupid signs on the toilet doors. Where it makes oh, you where they're to, like, like trying to be fucking cute with it. And uh, they're like doing something like all artsy-fartsy, but it just makes it nigh on impossible to figure out which one's fucking which. I, and I was fucking fleeing at the time right so <laughs> doesn't it help matters so I, I i i went with the door that i assumed was correct walked in saw no urinals and there's like four girls there just looking at me like i'm some sort of fucking freak so you know <laughs> I, it was bad <laughs> did you please tell me you walked out yeah i walked out i was like oh really sorry i don't know which one's which where's the urinals <laughs> so you know they were understanding, I think. So, you know. <laughs> I did not enjoy my time there. Oh, fucking hell. So, he then busts through the wall and enters the lab. The two then begin searching for the doctor's diary. Some thugs break into the diner and hold the place up at gunpoint, looking for Captain America. I love you, honey bunny. I love you, sugar bun. <laughs> That's not what fucking happens. So it should have been. Should have been, yeah. <laughs> Steve and Sharon hide under the stairs and eventually make their way up into the diner. Once I call the two bullshit. assassins are distracted. I call bullshit. How? We see that these stairs are made of metal, right? Yeah, she's so they would have heard. Yeah, she's wearing she's fucking wearing high heels. heels. <laughs> they would have heard them going up. Anyway. And he's wearing some very noisy shoes as well. Yeah. But, uh, so they run directly into like a shit ton of guys with guns and one of them manages to get the diary from Sharon. Uh... Here's a point that here we get like an action scene where there's like a fight in this, but the basement's dark as fuck. Yeah, I was going to mention that. We cannot see action, shit. Action scene. And the soundtrack has no fucking clue that we're supposed to be watching a fight scene. The soundtrack sounds like Columbo's looking about the place for fucking clues. One more thing, I gotta punch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> one more thing, fucking. Di- <laughs> oh, how good would that be in an actual episode of Columbo? It's just like a oh, one more thing, fucking. 
<laughs> decks him. Columbo's just ran out of shits to give. One more thing, he just whips out a gun. <laughs> Shoots him in the fucking spine. <laughs> Fuck you. Actually, would Columbo do that? His fucking shit eye, you know? I don't know. But, uh... Ah, uh, yeah, with a glass eye. Well, no, I would, say, I would argue... Is it a glass eye or is it a blind eye? I would argue... It's a glass eye. Mm. I would argue Peter Faulkner has a glass eye. Columbo, doesn't he? I think it's just Peter Falk. Faulkner. Peter Falk, anyway, sorry. Peter Falk has a glass eye. Yeah. Columbo doesn't he because in the show that glass eye is playing the part of a real eye mm. one more thing my eye isn't fucked <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah so the, that, that's that's my view on it Columbo's fine but yeah the lighting in this scene is awful it's fucking abysmal you can can't I, see shit the soundtrack's terrible every now and then the scene gets lit up by a blank going off but that's like it's not even like in a stylistic way it's just like, you know, there's like a wee flash in the corner and you're like, oh, okay, that's where I was supposed to be looking. Fucking also, sound. Also, like, the, the, the final goon that gets dispatched gets dropped down a shaft to what I can only assume leads to the pit of hell because he goes down <laughs> yeah. really far. Down. You don't even hear him go... <laughs> yeah, he just goes down, down, down into the abyss. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck did they build up this thing on top of? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Is that where they put the field experiments down there? Oh, you just, you just, you hatch the deck and you just hear all the like, <laughs> <laughs> turns into the descent. <laughs> oh, oh, that's where we put the rejects. Nah, man, turns into fucking Evil Dead 2. You just hear, I'll swallow your soul, I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's where it turns into Outpost. No, not Outpost, but Overlord. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. I like that movie. That was a good movie. It's <laughs> just oh, basically Wolfenstein, I love it. Oh, yeah. So, Captain learns that the henchmen are taking orders from the Red Skull's daughter. They then learn exactly where the Red Skull is from and plan to go and discover his name. Yeah, why, why would you have their secret lair on their driver's license? I don't know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Red Skull injects yeah. President Kimball with some mad chemicals that will activate in 24 hours and turn him into a puppet. Uh, he's just injecting with LSD. They're doing... They're doing, they're doing, they're doing what project? What is it? Fucking Ultra? MK Ultra, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kimball manages to pocket a small glass jar of chemicals uh, from Acid. a nearby table before he is taken away. Mm. Steve and Sharon are now driving through the streets of Rome. No, it's not Rome. They, they say where they are. Uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. They're at Rome. That is Rome at this point, yeah. Uh, Steve then asks Sharon to pull over because he's feeling sick. She does, and he pulls his favourite manoeuvre, nicking the car. Although this time he does so for noble reasons because he doesn't want her to get hurt. But in literally, like, the next fucking scene, he's, he's trying to get answers, and he's doing the classic, um, he's doing the classic kind of English-speaking tourist thing of, oh, you don't speak English. Okay, sorry, I understand. Anyway, what I was fucking asking you is, <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> just speaking it louder. See, one time when I, when I went to Barcelona, I uh, forgot to pack some shampoo for myself. So, uh, I, uh, I only found this so out. So you washed your hair with dog piss. No, I only found this out before I took a shower. So I left the hostel I was in, found a pharmacy, right? And I waited till the shop was kind of empty because, you know, I didn't want to embarrass myself. So, so oh, I God, picked... God forbid you embarrass yourself. <laughs> so I picked what up... episode are we on? Fucking 30? Like, God so, forbid. So I picked up a bottle of what I assumed was shampoo and uh, to, uh, you know, confirm that it indeed was shampoo. I walked up to the counter and I said, excuse me, 
and uh, I pointed at the bottle. Keep in mind, when I was over there in Barcelona, I was fucked like the entire time, so I wasn't really compass mentis, right? So I, <laughs> I pointed at the bottle, and then I pointed at my head and mimed the fucking shampoo motion, and she was like, see. <laughs> so I paid my money and left and felt awful about myself. <laughs> Turns out you just picked up a bottle of hair dye, came, came home fucking neon green. Oh, thank Christ it was shampoo, but I don't feel that bad. <laughs> I don't feel that bad. My friend that lived over there lived over there for like six months and she still can't speak a word of Spanish, so, you know, except for C and uh, dos, dos, cerve- por- dos, dos cervezas, cervezas por, por favor. favor, and Las Quintas. <laughs> por Two favor. beers in the bill, please. Mm. <laughs> uh. okay, anyway, it doesn't get it far, as you say. He can't speak a word of Italian, at which point Sharon just fucking bringes up. <laughs> These people wouldn't be able to speak Italian either. They're in fucking Yugoslavia. <laughs> 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 Sharon just fucking busts into the scene speaking fluent Italian. Uh, yeah, because pair- she's lived in. Yeah, because she apparently spent a summer in fucking Italy. I spent a week in Barcelona. And I can't speak shit, but you know, fuck her. <laughs> by that That's logic, what Steve's trying to do. By that logic, <laughs> I should be able to speak fluent Spanish. It's mm. movie logic. Just fucking let it go, man. This film's a piece of shit. I once like- got asked when I was in America how where I'm from because my English was so good. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Fucking idiots, man. <laughs> no, you For real? Yeah, I was in the Midwest as well, so... Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, in, that, that tracks. I was in Illinois. <laughs> well, fuck Illinois. <laughs> yeah, I was in Funny Obama. that we're, we're talking about a movie... When, you know, we're dealing with a movie that has Nazis in it, we mention Illinois. All those Illinois uh, Nazis. Yeah. I was in Obama land. Fucking hate great. Illinois Nazis. Uh, <laughs> I actually quite liked Illinois. It was okay. Yeah, I just like taking the piss out of it because of Blues fuck Brothers. Fuck the bears, though. Ah, oh, fuck the bears. Fuck the bears. Actually, don't fuck oh. the bears. They've had enough. They've had enough. They're, they're... No, no, no. Fuck the bears. Why? Do you realise what a bear is? All right. Yeah. <laughs> right, big hairy gay man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, well. Oh, yeah. Fuck it if you're into it, but don't if you're not, you know. So, <laughs> but, yeah. so anyway... Uh, they end up finding an old wire, wire recorder, uh, the very same one we saw recording uh, DeSantis's piano concert in the beginning of the movie. Is that why he's yelling at the end of the movie? I couldn't figure that out when he's not, because he's not yelling Red Skull. It sounded to me like he was just yelling, he's yelling the DeSantis. scientist! I'm he's like, yelling what? DeSantis. I, I get that now, but at the time I thought he was just yelling, the scientist! I was like, I'm not going to question this, this movie's terrible. He's just a massive Coldplay fan. <laughs> the scientist ah, he's the only remaining Coldplay fan there is uh, ah, some of the tunes are good Coldplay are shit fuck you <laughs> I wish I was uh, the so drummer they take Coldplay. it to a repair shop and hear that, that, that fucking oh, Nish, it, Kumar. Nish Kumar bit <laughs> oh god that's such a fucking good bit man and it's completely logical oh yeah it's just that he was in the highest grossing show in the world doing the thing he is famous for and they couldn't fucking spot him and Coldplay, you know, they sell millions. Glorious. Know? They make millions of money. They, they're big touring acts. Oh, yeah, yeah. arenas and shit. Chris Martin's minted. But I couldn't tell you who the drummer from Coldplay is. So no, even the drummer of Coldplay couldn't tell you who the drummer of Coldplay is. Does Coldplay even use drums anymore? I don't know. <laughs> right, so they take the recording device to a repair shop and hear the events at the beginning of the movie, which Sharon then re-records on a digital device. Steve and Sharon are then attacked by the Red Skull's daughter and her cohorts while sitting in a cafe. Oh. A chase scene plays out throughout the streets of Italy. I'll be honest, it's hard to make a chase scene boring, but by God, this film does it. <laughs> how 
and the name of fuck, they managed to make a chase scene involving motorbikes and cars and fucking even like a, a wee push bike at one point. Like, that ends with them diving into the fucking sea to get, like, you know, away from them. Like, it has all of the ingredients of a solid them. chase scene. But it's like, I don't know whether it's the editing or the way it's shot or the shitty soundtrack or all of the above. But I was falling the fuck asleep throughout it's, this scene, it's like man. It's like cooking. You can have all the good ingredients, but if the chef but, is shit, it's going to turn out like shit. So, you know. You know, that's a perfect analogy. Yeah, so. But then he hawks a bunch of money at some Italians because, you know, Italians are poor. <laughs> oh, yeah. He just, so, he, just, <laughs> he just fucking throws a bunch of money at a guy and then steals his bike. <laughs> yeah, very well, yeah. But, uh... And then, right, so anyway, after, she, see, so see, after this, they go back to the cafe. The, see when she gets the bag, that made me fucking laugh though, because yeah. she does the the Valley Girl accent pretty much. She's like, "Oh my oh, god, yeah, I thought funny. I lost this." Grazie. Yeah, that that is good. <laughs> but she goes back to the cafe with her first attack and finds a purse belonging to one of the assailant assailants. Of course, the purse contains all the information they need to track down the Red Skull. Yeah, and it goes to this point earlier. Why the fuck is the location of their secret base in a fucking purse? Yeah, it's in her driver's license. Yeah! <laughs> Apparently her, dri- her place of residence and her driver's license is Fortress Lorenzo and they're like, oh, that'll do. Fucking <laughs> hell, if only it was so easy if Sam Bin Laden could have been caught faster. But, you know. <laughs> Left his driving license in the top of the second tower. <laughs> Man, Captain America's shit, you can stop 9-11. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Where the fuck were you then, Captain? <laughs> eating shawarma <laughs> cunt <laughs> he's he's colluding with them <laughs> <laughs> yeah Captain America just turns around and he's like I am now Captain Afghanistan <laughs> oh wait that was Saudi Arabia wasn't it? Yeah. I am now Captain Arabia <laughs> I don't know but Captain Iraq has a nice ring to it though so it does a little bit yeah <laughs> Captain Iraq yeah. <laughs> anyway uh, we then get a short car our chase uh, as this film tries to make us believe that a tiny wee Fiat is capable of outrunning anything other than a rusty shopping cart. Well, there is a James Bond movie called A View to a Kill, which is a shit one, but you know. And uh, in that movie, they're in Paris, so he uses one of those um, uh, Volkswagen bug. I don't give a fuck. It's a Fiat. Yeah. It's a fucking Fiat. It stands for Fix It Again, Tony. Like, it's the fucking most unreliable he's, he's heap driving of a, shite. He's driving a Fiat uh, 500. I didn't know he was from Essex. But, you know. I, d- <laughs> I didn't know he worked for Just Eat. I didn't know, <laughs> he, I didn't know he was an Essex girl. But yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, although it does get... Although it does get as a nice sort of role reversal of earlier scenes as the two get out of the car and this time it's Sheldon who runs back in, locks Steve out and fucks off. Oh, I missed that. I was drunk as fuck watching this. I yeah, yeah, you were tanning makers mark straight at the bottom. I, I hated this movie. Uh, Sharden is, of course, captured and thrown in a cell with Red Skull's castle. Uh, they take the tape recorder from Sharden and Red Skull's daughter listens to it. Back to the Red Skull, who's now getting anxious as the doctor tells him the implant won't ru- work until the president's blood pressure rises. Yeah, this doctor's sad. The doctor tell, give, tells him it'll take about 20 minutes for that to happen. Here's the fucking... Right... Here's what I call bullshit, right? Mm. Just stick a gun in his face. I'm pretty sure his blood pressure would hit, spike just a wee fucking bit. Just beat him up. Yeah, just fucking be like, what's, where is it? How how much does his blood pressure need to rise? A couple of points. All right, sound. Threatened to cut his cock Fuck off. Fuck him. <laughs> threatened to, cock his, uh, to cut his cock off. You know threatened I mean? to cuck? Threatened to take his I wife? I threatened to cuck his wife as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look at me. Actually, wait, no. Look at me while I fuck your wife. No, I just said threatened to cock his wife, so they're gonna fuck him. We already done it to your friend in the swamp. Let's do it to you. Oh no! I don't know why I've turned them French, but fuck it. Squeal like El Porco Rosso. Wee! 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 So we then see Steve who dons his costume and prepares to assault the castle. The president escapes from his cell, chased by the dumbest guards in the fucking world. Right, so basically, that many chemicals I mentioned earlier in the episode that he lifted, right? He's been using them to kind of burn through the lock in his cell, right? Eventually, he kicks the cell door open, gets out, and hides in a corner of the room. You'd also the guards, smell that. You'd also smell, you'd also smell that. that. <laughs> the guards walk in. And bear in mind, this cell isn't like an actual door. It's bars, right? So you can see into the hangar across the room. And there's no, like... The guards walk right up to the fucking cell door. Yeah, there's no gaps between the cell door and the wall either. So like, Yeah, you so you can... can see clearly, like, through the fucking hangar, right? So the guards walk up to the cell, unlock the door, open it, look inside... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Go, wait a minute. Where is he? <laughs> He's hiding behind a shelf. <laughs> what the fuck? You've heard of Elf on the Shelf. Get These ready for These guns are legally blind. You've heard of Elf on the Shelf. Get ready for cocks on the shelf. <laughs> Get ready for cocks on the locks. <laughs> I can unlock this. He just fucks the door. <laughs> Pretty sure Quagmire does that in an episode of Family Guy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I hate this movie. <laughs> I hate it. So, while this is all happening, Cap is scaling the side of the castle. Eventually, the president is cornered by Red Skull. And then He's he an old tries man, to... so they're trying to make him run across the thing. He looks like an old man. He can yeah. barely fucking run across this wall. <laughs> he looks like he's going to die. He's a poor wee bastard, man. <laughs> he then tries to throw himself off the side of the castle, reasoning that, well, the Red Skull needs me alive. And no one's coming to save me, so, uh... Gabagool! Uh, fuck! <laughs> Boof! So he just does a Robocop and just falls out. Yeah, <laughs> except his arms don't grow, like, several <laughs> inches longer. He doesn't turn into a shit claymation man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, however, he is caught by none other than Captain America, who then swings him into a fucking window. Whoa, thanks, Cap! And then they both sit down and we get a moment of recognition. Where the president says, we've met before, and shows him the photo that he took at the White House. At which Cap then says, you were the little boy. I call bullshit. He was in the back of a fucking rocket. Going at supersonic speeds. Going supersonic speeds. He was, his back was strapped to the rocket, so he was facing fucking up the way. Right? Mm. (laughs) All he would have been able to see is the night sky, and yet he's looking at this old guy, and able to put two and two together and be like, not one, and be like, you were the little boy. Fuck off, movie. Fuck off. This movie makes me fucking angry. I hate this movie. Fuck this movie. We're moving on. So Cap then teams up with the president to take down the base. And the president then calls for help on a cell phone because it's just that easy to get in touch with fucking American Secret Service, apparently. Yeah, just die with two numbers. Not even American Secret Service. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Secret Service he gets in touch with. Uh, He then runs into the corrupt general and fucking decks him. It is now time for the final showdown. I did appreciate the shit comedy that was uh, uh, Billy Madison's dad going like, uh, going like oh, well we've secured the base I'm in, I'm in, I'm in command here 
Yeah. But you know, uh, he gets punched. Yeah, time Get, for the final showdown. There's one there's one oh, part oh, in this fight. Hell. There's one part leading up to this, right, where they're you know, Captain America and Ronnie Cox, President Kimball are fighting some goons and it was fucking shite. This just right. So two goons run at them. Ronnie Cox takes one of them and smashes his face into the wall, then goes to punch him, but the guy then just doesn't need to punch him. The wall did its job. Like he just falls over. Fucking shite. I hated everything about this. How the fuck they tried to sell it, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I had anything the- to do with this shit. <laughs> so we then get the final showdown. Captain America versus a Red Skull. Come, my brother, let us see if this heart of yours is stronger than my hate. What the th- what in the fuck what in the Star Wars holiday special is this fucking writing? Like holy <clears throat> Anyway. Let's see if this heart of yours is stronger than we my get, hate. We get a primo, primo shitty fight scene here. And I'm talking like all of the shit fight scenes. It basically boils down to just rock 'em sock 'em robots by yeah, the fucking end of it. Just a slugfest. Just two people going. Mm. A one <laughs> fucking bollocks. Although it does lead us to the funniest fucking line of the full film, where the president chucks the shield at Captain America. He grabs a shield, turns around, gives the president a thumbs up, and says, "Mr. President, thanks." Yeah. That got memed to fuck for a while. Doesn't even call him Captain America, he just chucks a shield at him and goes, Steve! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steve! <laughs> Steve! Uh, the fight ends with Red Skull running away while firing an MP5 at Cap. The pair end up outside on top of the castle walls. Red Skull removes a concealed detonator from a grand piano that sits upon the tail end of yeah, this just, wall. Yeah, he's just got a, a piano. He's got a piano sitting, sitting like with a perfect ocean view. Yeah. He then says, as far as megatons go, the device this is attached to may be small potatoes, but it's enough to ensure that all of Southern Europe will be off limits for a century and a half. Now, I need to share your reaction to this line. Would that really be a problem? <laughs> I don't agree with that statement, but it did make me laugh. <laughs> so. <laughs> I can say that I'm, I'm the same uh, it, then, <laughs> it then turns out that the secret to defeating the Red Skull was actually just PTSD yeah, uh, as the cat plays the tape recording <laughs> of the Skull's kidnapping which sends him into a full blown fucking flashback this causes him to just put down his gun on the piano and just kind of stand there for a bit well there you go kids you know PTSD is just a tool that you can manipulate. So. Yeah, it's just something you can use to exploit your enemies. <laughs> hey, remember your parents died? <laughs> Captain America. Remember, ki- remember you were kidnapped as a child and forced to go ungodly experiments in defiance of everything you ever knew or loved? Remember when you had to wear a gimp mask as a child? <laughs> Cap- Captain America was a school bully, man. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, look at you and your wonky ass so- teeth. <laughs> Hey, look at you and your gammy legs, Steve. <laughs> you little cripple. You little polio prick. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Don't ditch it, you can't take it, Steve, you little cripple. Fuck you. There's something so inherently funny about the word cripple. I don't know why. Hey, Steve, I hear you. Fuck your mom. <laughs> Someone has to. <laughs> you little ginger. At least I'm not a motherfucker. Ha ha ha. I hear your mom had to drown your fucking kids like a bag of like a bag of kittens. Uh, so, uh, Cap then launches his shield at Red Skull, knocking him off the castle and potentially decapitating his daughter on the return trip. 
I'm sorry, but if you're a fucking super, you know... Uh, if you're a superhuman... Super soldier, you should at least be able to survive falling off a cliff, you know, so... I feel like this was maybe... Although, wait, I did say this when we were watching The Last of Us. I feel like this is maybe supposed to be sequel bait. Like, is he dead, is he not? Because he does just fall. And we do see Cap kind of... Well, we don't see Cap survive any falls, actually, but yeah... I don't know, man. Also, also, right, they, they made a little bit of a fuss being like, oh, she designed the super secret suit, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, make a, yeah. They, they also make a point of saying the suit is fireproof. I don't know how fireproof it can be. He gets shot, like, twice and it goes through. That's and... not fire, though. I know, but, you know, you would expect something to be, like, you know... Like, at least somewhat resistant. Super it's, but hardy. then the film is, like, cut up to shit. It's, like, destroyed, yeah. basically. Yeah, but, yeah, you, I we don't actually know if he decapitates... Uh, Red Skull's daughter. Yeah, that's like that's all off I camera. Assume she, I'm I assuming assume it does. is because he does say, "Hey, heads up!" and she turns around and we just see the, and we just see the fucking. We don't even see what the, you mean? the shield go from like into frame and then out of frame, and then we see him catching the shield and that's it. Yeah, we don't see her body or anything, so I like to think no. that he decapitated her. Uh, the film then ends. He then gives a look directly to camera and then walks away. I don't know if that was intentional or not. I don't know, because the final shot of this film is Captain America looking right down the barrel of the fucking camera. Yeah, that one's intentional, but I don't know if this and one And it's a was. freeze frame, and he looks fucking terrifying. To me, this looked more like he's 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 just done a take, and he's kind of turning around looking at the camera really like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. But, uh, you know... Yeah, so, yeah, as you said, the film ends in a freeze frame, and uh, fuck this movie and everything it stands for. It doesn't end in a freeze frame, it ends with a... Um, oh, so it ends in a freeze frame, which then transitions into a drawing of, of Captain, Captain America. And you've got a uh, fucking a newsreader speaking, saying like, oh, yeah, the president was rescued in Rome, and he delivered a summit speech. Saying, and, uh, thank you, Captain America. Wherever you are, <laughs> I know where Captain America is. He's shacked up with his former girlfriend's daughter, fucking the shit over. But, you know, ugh. I couldn't have your ma. You'll do. I, I couldn't. I can't have my ma. I couldn't have your ma. I'm gonna make your ma. So. <laughs> oh fuck. And then, uh, and then during is that, the credit, is, is that the milf equivalent to build a bear, make a ma? <laughs> no, you can have one of the. You can have the pre. You can have the pre-owned ones. <laughs> Some of the rejects, but pre, uh, pre-loved, Jacob. Pre-loved. You might need to wash him out a little bit. But yeah, no. Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but uh, then... Oh, this, one, this bear was previously owned by Trevor Phillips from Los Santos. Fuck off! <laughs> but then, like, uh, during the credits, or, uh, what was it? Please, um... Essentially, it became, like, a bit of propaganda, because it came up oh, with, yeah, like... Oh, yeah, because it came up with, like, please vote for the 1990 Environmental, environmental Reform Act. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait so a this minute. film was secretly US propaganda. Well, film? it wasn't secretly US propaganda. This film was secretly political... A political advert for that fucking act. I don't know. The the guys that... Menahem Golan... Yeah, Golan, he's an Israeli guy. He's not an American, but, you know, whatever. But, uh... But, yeah, Captain America. Uh... That Shite. sums up my experience with it. Yeah. Fucking awful. This... I'm, I'm leaving that bar pin. That's how little fucking respect I give this movie. Yeah, this movie is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Ditto. If it wasn't for <laughs> Memoirs of Invisible Man, it would be the worst thing I've ever watched for this show. See, I, I initially thought Ghost of Mars was the worst thing, but at least that had a fucking, you know... At least I could laugh a bit at that, you know? This... No, <laughs> this this is terrible. This is awful. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen. How do you make a movie so uncinematic? I don't know. Yeah, how, I, that's yeah. The, how do you make a piece of cinema 
uncinematic. You just don't move the camera. No like, like the camera never moves. The edits are all just like like the most lazy, like common denominator bullshit. The soundtrack, like you're lucky if the soundtrack matches what's going on in the scene. It's a fucking lottery. Yeah, and you could make the argument, well, it's low budget, they couldn't afford these things. It doesn't cost money to do fucking camera. Again, movies. this film cost more to make than Killer Clowns from Outer Space, one of my favourite movies of all time. Mm. Well, if you have a low budget, you need to be like creative with your camera movements. And yes. Whatever the fuck you're doing. They didn't, there's no, this movie's creatively bankrupt. There's nothing in this. This movie's shit. Yeah, that's, that's, it. that's the best way I could think to describe it. It's creatively bankrupt. This movie's fucking bullshit. I never want to watch it again. <laughs> Me neither. Fuck everything about this. So um, uh, yeah, that's that's been Captain America from 1990. I'm I'm just in a bad mood now uh, after talking about this movie. I need to go cheer myself up. Uh, what we do? What are we talking about next week, Jacob? Are we still on Marvel? Yes. Uh, we are watching Blade. Blade. Yes. <laughs> We're finally on something decent. Apparently. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting Thank there. fuck! <laughs> yeah. Oh, so join us next week when we look at, at Blade starring the one and only Wesley Snipes. Thank you for listening to Archive Panic. I've been Ben Nevin. Uh, it's been Jacob Russo, boys. And we'll catch you all next week. Goodbye. I would sing America Fuck Yeah, but this movie doesn't deserve it.